I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Manchester City are champions, but we all know who the real winners were this weekend. It's Monday the 22nd of May. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Vidushina Hunter-Raja. And I'm Pete Donaldson. We're all going on a European tour, <laughs> a European tour. Uh, we normally start by saying our highlights of the weekend. It's mm. pretty obvious what mine is, so we'll save that for later. <laughs> Pete, what was yours? How was your weekend? It was uh, it, it was a game of two halves, I would say. Uh, I played 11 side uh, and played in goal uh, and uh, kept a clean sheet. Um, until the last minute of the game and let one in. So that was uh, that was upsetting. Uh, and then I spent the rest of the day cleaning piss off my car. So uh, off how did that get on the car? Um, <laughs> was that a protest from the supporters after you conceded the game? You actually won that game. Yeah, we won you? five so, one, yeah. yeah. But I just let one in. I was I was busy as well. It was a busy match and I was doing all right. And then, you know, last minute. I just know how it feels, guys. You know, I just know how it feels. Um, a, but, a rare but, humble brag from Pete Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, like... So I bought a new car, guy before me, uh, really looked after it, had it serviced every year. He was an old boy, didn't drive it very much, and he really, st- you know, kept plastic on the, you know, protective parts of the car. Like, he, he, you know, it's a lovely... I don't like when people do that. I know, it's, it's mad, absolutely mad. Um, but but he took care of the car, right? Mm. I've had it like a week, and <laughs> I've already got, got it entirely covered with piss, right? Because... <laughs> Why? If, right, so I, you know, the you've reservoir... Got start, you've got to stop parking it in your eye <laughs> We've told you this before. The reservoir that holds the um, uh, w- water that sprays on the windscreen, the windscreen wiper fluid, oh, yeah. yeah, right? Uh, it was empty. So I was like, I'll fill it up. Went Hang to Alfred's, bought some, bought some what I thought was a windscreen wiper fluid. I didn't pay in it, <laughs> but I bought... Add blue, which is an, uh, an additive to diesel, right? Yes. To, to clean the, you know, to make it hit your emissions targets or whatever, right? Right. Um, it's 60% urea, 
Jim. <laughs> it's piss. It's piss. It's piss. You bought piss. Piss. And covered your own car in I it. I believe it's pig piss, right? And so I've filled it, I've filled Ad Blue in my reservoir, and I, I didn't know it was piss at this point, right? And so I start spraying it on my windscreen to, to, to clear it. And I'm like, that's crystallizing. That's not right. What have I put in the blooming thing? And then I look, it's ad blue. So I was like, there's only way to get it out of the blooming um, vessel is to keep pressing the button. So I'm spraying this water oh, all over yeah. my car, oh, spraying God. it all over me, I go- well. all over myself. And then I Google, right, what is ad blue? Why does it smell so bad? Oh, it's piss. So I just go back to this man, this old boy who looked after the car all of his, you know, t- for 10 years, got it serviced every year. I've had it a week and I've covered it in piss. And how much did you pay to cover your car and yourself in pig piss? It's 20 quid, I don't know. It's too much. Yeah. It? Too much, in it? Yeah. Any, any number you said there yeah. would have been too much. Yeah, so, so that was my day, Jules. How was yours? How do you, how do you get rid of piss? Like, how, you just keep pressing the button until it's all yeah, gone. But like, how would you rid the smell of it? Like, oh, I did, well, I cover it in jellyfish. I had to change something. my. <laughs> <laughs> I had to change my clothes. So uh, yeah, it's good stuff. My God. Oh, that's not how I expected this to start today. Football was yeah. good, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Imagine the things he doesn't tell us about. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> too disgusting to talk about. <laughs> uh, let's move on, Jim. What was your highlight of the weekend? My highlight of the weekend was. I thought it was going to be the most partridge thing mentioned this weekend, but clearly not. Um, It was an an absolutely astonishing piece of commentary from Match of the Day on Saturday night um, before the Bournemouth-Man United game. And Pete, you've obviously got it queued up here, Mm. so we'll just listen to it. David Brooks starts for the first time since September of 2021 after recovering from cancer and a hamstring injury. (laughs) Now, I just, you don't, that's what's wrong with football later, Jim. You don't have to be accurate all of the time. And not everything has to be really, really football-y all the time. Yeah. I thought that Graham Sooner saying, for me, that cat's done nothing wrong, was never going to be top <laughs> as that sort of proper football man applying proper football like tone to everything. But yeah. I, I think that tops it. And a hamstring injury. It's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely, just and don't an extra. mention it. <laughs> <laughs> and a toy. <laughs> don't talk like that. That's amazing. Brilliant. Oh dear. Uh, Vish, what about you? Uh, my highlight of the week comes from a montage that Sky put together after Man City had won the. Well, I mean, Man City had won the Premier League on Saturday, but after their game on Sunday against mm. Chelsea, they played out a clip which basically told the story of their season. And I think it got to about January where. In this very room, we were talking about how um, how disjointed they they look, that they felt a bit different. And as I'm watching this, they're having clips, um, audio playing over, you know, quite sad looking Man City mm. players from Talk Sport, some from the BBC, some from Sky, and our very own Jim Campbell Ooh. talking about how disjointed this Man City team looks. And obviously, Jim was right, hence why they were playing it over sad looking Man City players. Mm. But I was just a bit, you know, the um, Leonardo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. where he points yeah. at his yeah. screen. It's <laughs> literally what I did. His yeah. friend smells a piss. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> were you paid for this usage of I your wasn't. voice? I wasn't. No. I, I, I turned it off by then for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> so I didn't, I, it was only, I only knew this happened because Vish pointed it out. So um, yeah, well done, whoever did that and used me against me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Feel better about using IPTV now. <laughs> I'm just disappointed you didn't get a, a clip queued up like Jim did. He did his. I'm not that organised. I was a little bit hungover on Sunday, just lying down watching the TV, eating my Don't way in savoury pastries. Just leave me alone. Watching Manchester City lift another Premier League title. It's three in a row now after they went over Chelsea. Um, I guess that's where we should start, shouldn't we? Mm. Did you enjoy watching the celebrations, Jim? I mean, I didn't really watch any of them. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I turned it off. I've seen it enough. <laughs> the air quality over that, like, there's just so much flare action with yeah. Man City fans. They've adopted flares more than any other team, I think yeah, it's they fair have. to say, in the UK. They have. It, it's a strong flare game. It is a great flare game. Credit rich due. Celebrations went on, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, you've won it three in a row. They don't need to celebrate that much yeah. again, do I they? I kind of get it in terms of they... All their big games now are queued up with a decent enough space that you might as well do that. This is it, isn't it? Especially it's... if it's the homecoming, you know, or rather whatever the opposite of a homecoming game would be because it's mm. their last game at home. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I kind of get And also the idea that you would arrive to that ground knowing you're going for a party is quite... Yeah, no, that yeah. would have been fun, especially in the, it was a gorgeous day, wasn't it, as yeah. well? Sun was shining, all the fans. Well, they didn't even need to win the game because Arsenal obviously did them a favour the day before. But Chelsea so. obliged. For, Forrest did them a favour. Yeah, Forrest <laughs> did them a favour. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what a day for the City fans, though, despite what you want to say about the club and, and how they've managed to get to this point or whatever you want to say and criticise them in terms of the fans that support the club to see them win a third Premier League title in a row, five in the last six years. Mm. It's quite amazing, isn't it, how outstanding they've been as a football team. It's an unbelievable feat, isn't it? I mean, we... Do you remember people were saying when Pep Guardiola came to to the league that you know he maybe wouldn't be able to cut it? That sort of dominance would be impossible here. Um, didn't win a trophy in the first season, and you know they were clearly still going to be very good. But there was a, there was a sense that um, and we, we're kind of seeing it again with Haaland, aren't we? There's this real arrogance about the Premier League that like mm. people that succeed elsewhere couldn't possibly do that here, and he has made a mockery of that absolute mockery now of course he he has you know every resource available to him here but he had that at Bayern and, and had that at Barcelona to a point as well um so it, it is a, a, an insane thing to watch unfold on a, on the pitch and this is by no means unique to Chelsea but there's a thing that happens when teams are playing City where they are so frightened to make a mistake yeah they always choose the safe option so they create nothing themselves mm. eventually someone does make a mistake and and City just carry on strolling around. It's like <laughs> Chelsea, and again, they're not the first thing to look like this this season. They they played like a team of scared deer. Yeah, but it, but, it, but that's what the Premier League needs to understand, that, that Man City can be got, and they did have a bit of a wobble. Uh, and they obviously, uh, the, the way that Pep Guardiola manages his sides, he manages entire seasons. He's kind of holistic like that, isn't yeah. he? It's not, he? He is game to game, but he, he knows how to finish um, strongly. And his legacy is, is not just like what we see in the Premier League. Like every team throughout the, 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 the 72 try to play like Pep Guardiola's sides at times. Like Arteta will be the one who will tell you because he's witnessed it firsthand and 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 I think a lot of the weird pride sometimes finishing second you see with Arteta you sort of go well I mean you, you fell short at the end like you, you, are you not really disappointed he'll know how um, how, how powerful Man City are and, and what goes into those wins and what they came so close to defeating and ending that uh, that, that dynasty. Like So it's, it's, it's incredible what Pep Guardiola has done and what he's managed to do in such a, sh- a relatively short period of time. He's, he's, he's about to 
do something that Alex Ferguson took how many years? 15 years to, to, yeah. to, to do it? I mean, it's, it's incredible. And the points totals as well. They will mm. probably get 94 points this season, yeah. which would still be six shy of their most. Mm. There are There's only 114 available. Yeah. Like it, it is it's astonishing. It's remarkable. Pep Guardiola, he's just an absolute genius, isn't he? The way he has managed to manage this squad, manage the team throughout the season, even just looking at the squad that they've got and the players they had on the the players on the bench yesterday. That was mm. that was almost laughable, wasn't it? So you've you've got Manchester City's B team going out there getting a guard of honour by Chelsea. Man City's B team getting Man a guard of honour. Man City's B team featuring a bloke up front who just won the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. And a £50 million signing making his first start of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Edison, Ruben Diaz, uh, John Stones, Ilkay Gundogan, Erling Haaland, Jack Reedish, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne and Pernada Silva. That was their bench. But that, that's winning a tournament, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. On its own, like a nine-a-side or whatever. The thing I... I, I, um, I mean, I, I did know this because it's, it's not like there's nothing that's been written about Guardiola and his you know, management throughout his, his beginnings, really. But I think the thing that was... that you kind of underrate with him is his feel for people and his feel for emotion because we we you know he is evidently an over emotional person but you forget he's actually a very good orator particularly behind closed doors if you mm. see some of the clips from i know you know obviously all or nothing but also various different things that we've seen over the course of this season and the message that he puts to those players who even just from that list of players i've read you've got people from very different football groundings people who've heard who've played under brilliant managers whether internationally or otherwise who have heard there are only so many ways you can talk about football, yeah? Mm. But there's evidently one way that Guardiola is able to talk about football that really cuts through everyone. Even Grealish yesterday. And we, you know, lovely boy. Um, I adore how little goes on in his head. But from from a football point of view, he obviously gets it completely. And the way he was fawning over Guardiola and like how much Guardiola knows about football and how much Grealish wants to learn about football from him, I think speaks volumes because... Bear in mind, I know a lot of it was kind of um, media uh, red top chatter, but all this talk about this, you know, this lost kid, this, you know, hippie crap um, addicted Jack Grealish who um, doesn't really care for the game, cares more about partying. He's turned him into like a diligent student. And it's, that's all on the weight of his, of Guardiola's personality. Mm. Like a lot of these players, Jim, they're, they're all players that other teams could have got. But they went there, obviously, because they got guaranteed uh, Champions League football. But it's also to work with Pep Guardiola. Well, yeah, it's to work with Pep Guardiola and because you're going to have loads of fun doing it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I understand why players go there, not just because, obviously, you, you probably get the best wages you get anywhere, but who wouldn't want to be involved in that mm. on the pitch? Yeah. That I understand, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, and the way they've won this title as well, as we said earlier on in the season, there was... I mean, a, a minor wobble, you could say, but then to go 12 league wins in a row and to win the games the way they have, particularly at a time of the season when they've also had European competition to mm. focus on and the FA Cup as well. I mean, they have just got better and better. And I, th I think going back to, to last week, that game against Real Madrid is hands down, probably the best ever footballing performance I've seen by any team in mm. a game, considering the opposition. Yeah. It, like, they've just got better and better throughout the season. And now they're at their absolute peak, which is why probably no one bets against them, sorry, Vish, to not go on and, and win the treble. No, they're, they're, they probably, they've, they've done the hardest bit of the treble now, probably. 
think? In, yeah, in terms of the Beating ground they had to, well, the ground they had to make up on Arsenal. Mm. Um, that's obviously over a long period of time, and at least with this with this Real Madrid game, I think you could you could see beyond beyond like the the history of Real Madrid in the competition. I think on paper it was always, you know, City were always the favourites in this, and having pulled out that incredible performance, you know, this is the rest of it feels like a formality now, doesn't it? Mm, they'll, yeah. cer- they'll certainly be livid with themselves if they, if they don't pull it off. I also think there's a t- because Guardiola's been there for such a long time, and they've been to a final before, and they've they've had a couple of situations where for whatever reason, it's not quite worked out for them. The only danger you can see there being is complacency, and it feels like there's not a chance and they're even remotely complacent. Mm. Even, um, did we all enjoy the blue hair? Yes, I spotted the blue hair. I thought it was, uh, yeah, so um, Edison... Edison and Laporte, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Edison dyed his hair blue, and he couldn't have looked more like a custom video game character. (laughs) No, it was more like someone had, like, rubbed one of those tango like slush puppies that you get in the <laughs> yes. cinema over his head. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a tango ice blast. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. He, he could he could have he, I was if obviously the weather was great, but if it was raining, I wonder if there'd be a bit of uh, Rudy Giuliani of it just like smearing <laughs> down his ear. <laughs> I love all of those um live post match situations where, where basically Sky were obviously having to make it up on the spot because you don't know who you're gonna get when. You're mm. just basically completely going with the flow, which is really fun as as broadcasters, but it also means that you're subject to, particularly when everyone is as elated as they are, swearing live on air, which is, <laughs> yes. which is still just great, isn't it? Oh, it's so exciting. So Jack Grealish is in the middle of his interview and Erling Haaland comes over and basically goes, I love you. Oh. Like that. And obviously Sky have to apologise for it, but, but no one... No one needs an no apology for that. It's just brilliant. No, yeah, there was a no. weird one with there was a weird one with Jeff Shreves where he was going over to interview Harland, and Harland was like, uh, you know, he was like, "What does this feel?" He was like, "Well, just listen to this song first. <laughs> yeah, and he was Jeff Shreves was just stood there for thirty seconds while Harland was conducting the crowd. It was really awkward. And one wasn't of the it? one of the floor managers, I think you call it, like came over and whispered in Jeff Shreves' ear, "Stop this." <laughs> well, no, but the funny thing was, obviously, like Shreves is mic'd up, so he's responding to him. So you're yeah. like, "Oh, he's in trouble." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, get a kanji on it. You can count a bottle of points there, mate. <laughs> what are you even meant to do in that situation? He just had to stand there and watch Harland do this little dance with yeah. the crowd. Yeah. I can't control him. He'll eat me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the interesting th- thing now is sort of what happens next. Well, the, you know, 100, the 115 charges. You well, well, this yeah. is that, obviously. Um, but, you know, that's going to take a long, long time to, to you know come to a conclusion. We know that. Mm. It feels like for anyone else to win the league, you have to catch City in a downward turn. Mm. And they could probably win the league again next season without making a signing. If they kept this squad exactly as it is, they would still be the favourites. And it's just, do we have to wait for Pep Guardiola to leave? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, probably. But, but that, that's, for, for you lot to catch up. That's kind of, Well, that, that is kind of the thing, isn't it? Like I think a lot of, after our Ramba reacts last week, uh, when they beat Real Madrid, and we were a bit like... Oh, robots! Yeah. Fucking robots! Because yeah. we, because we always expect like a decent match at this point in the Champions League. Mm. A lot of Man City fans got in touch saying it was quite, quite um, down. It was, it was quite acidic, I suppose, and quite, quite uh, vinegary from us. But to be honest, like you do, sort of go well. Like that, that's how the rest of the world, footballing world, will react to this yeah. because they're just so well resourced. 
They have got charges outstanding. They are backed by a, a, a despotic nation. Like this isn't a. I'm, I'm just enjoy the Man City podcast. Enjoy uh, your your fellow Man City fans. So, so, enjoy. So are you telling people to stop listening? Yes, to I am. I'm, I'm telling Man City fans. No. Just, they're just not gonna have a good idea. <laughs> they're not gonna have a, a lot of fun watching uh, you know the football media because it's not that romantic a story. And Newcastle are in exactly the same situation. Yeah. They'll get their one. They'll win a cup or something, and people sort of go, "Oh well, you know, good for the fans and all that." But after that, it's all bets are off because you know, it's they are limitless. In well, their, that's, in that's United might have it? their own shake at the end of the season. Well, so I mean, maybe that, everybody will have a sort have of a shake. Yeah. Yeah. How many billionaires yeah. are there in the world? Maybe everyone can have a, have a shake, like a, an unlimited resort. A fair shake at it. <laughs> or dildos. I suppose yeah. they haven't done that well, have they? Yeah. Um, but I mean, but this is the thing when you talk about like, how do you stop Man City? <laughs> I think we're gonna. Have... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing. At Jim's face. <laughs> I think don't that, fire manager. I think there is going to be a situation though, like and, and you know I, I see it among like some Man City, sorry, some Manchester United fans about like this takeover and who people want to take over and the mm. people they want to take over are the people with the most money, the people who can challenge Man City, and those are very very specific type of people. Mm. And, and forgetting that Man United's wage bill is about the same as Man City's, and they've yeah, done fuck well, all. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but there's also that thing of. Um, what what does it take? So you know we are we're going to ask the question about how do you stop Man City? How do you compete with Man City? And there will be a situation maybe in three years' time with Newcastle and their situation, Manchester United, and say if this Qatar takeover happens, and City with where they already are, that maybe in a few seasons' time there'll be editorials in the press. We ourselves will talk about it in here of you know three behemoths of the of the world game going toe to toe in our in our league and. How watchable that will be! That will be because it will be fucking watchable. It'll be mm. incredible. We'll be watching three super teams in our own, you know, in our own country, in our own league. This, that, and the other, vying probably in Europe for the Champions League or the, probably the offshoot of the European Super League. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will, you know, we will just fold into the the general football chat, don't we? And 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 I suppose that is the worry. And it's not necessarily something the Man City fans have to worry about, mm. but. That is where the game is being taken to, because mm. like, I mean, how how do you keep up? Yeah, I do. I do wonder though whether the point that Jim made about Pep Guardiola leaving Man City, because it obviously will happen one day, whether that may be the time that Man City aren't the the powerhouse anymore, because he is such a big part of why they're so successful, in in my opinion. I mean, he's the manager that's won three successive league titles in three different countries now in mm. Spain, Germany, and he's so and unique England. as well. Yeah. He's yeah. such a unique character, coach, everyone that works with him, everyone that talks to him. I've interviewed him before. He's incredibly intense and you can just imagine what that must be like as players working under him. I wonder, it's fascinating, obviously we can't look into the future now, but I wonder what it will be like when, obviously they'll still keep the bulk of their phenomenal players there, but whether with a new manager that comes in, whether they can still make the team just as successful. Mm. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they um, if they do as... Because bear in mind, Man City know how good they have it right now with Guardiola. Not just the players they have, but with Guardiola. So making him as, com- more, as comfortable as possible. Who knows? Like, he might even do what he did when he left Barcelona and take a sabbatical. Mm. Like because they can, they, maybe they can afford to do that. Just give him a year off, essentially. Like go, and, you know, go go back to New York and bully some kids at a, a pickup <laughs> game, you know. Or in a hundred years, he'll be winning another title there as a head in a jar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. do not know, do we? AI, yeah. <laughs> feed, AI feed yeah. all his nonsense into an AI. Oh and see God! What comes imagine out. that. 
God, Johan Guardiola just tearing it up. <laughs> well, it was it was an, another amazing day at the Etihad, and they've experienced many of them this season watching mm. their team play. Um, well, look, the title has gone to Manchester City once again after Arsenal led the league for 248 days. Sorry, Jim, but that defeat. Sorry, right. I'm focusing for, on my music right now. Actually, for Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> um, at Nottingham Forest on Saturday meant that the title was City's before they even kicked off. Um, and I mean, let's before we come on to Arsenal because we will talk about them. What a result for Nottingham Forest, and to, that result officially has them secured in the Premier League for another season. After the way the season began, after all the turmoil they've been in in this season as well, the amount of players that Steve Cooper's had to had to manage and how to to get that squad playing, the pressure Steve Cooper's been under himself, yeah. almost losing his job, mm. the club sticking by him, for them to stay up and to have Forest in the league again for an, for another season at least is amazing to see, isn't it? Because it took them so long to get there. So they were bottom of the championship when Cooper took over at the start of that 2021-22 season. Mm. And yeah, it is r- remarkable, really. Especially even when you go to January and you think the sellings they made felt a little bit over the top, you know, having mm. brought in all those people in the first, all those players in the first transfer window, then looked to almost like overly reinforce it. But then they've they've those players have also come good as well. You know, Danilo, Felipe... Um, Kaylor Navas as well, and Kaylor Navas. I know, yeah. The, the idea of, so of random, that even being it? a possibility when they were bottom of the championship, really not even that long ago. <laughs> There's like a, I mean, the, the way that Cooper operates as well, it, it feels like, and Forest fans will, will be able to, you know, tell me or, or talk about it in much more detail. But it feels like they've played many different systems because they're trying mm. to work out all the different <laughs> players, and they've stumbled upon, or maybe not stumbled upon, maybe that's not maybe there's been a bit more thought behind it, but they've ended up working out maybe like two or three different ways to play teams. So right, you know, even playing Arsenal, just like, right, you know, we'll have two solid blocks and Morgan Gibbs, why who's been outstanding. You you like doing everything, go and do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a really interesting case in point, actually, isn't he? A, a lot was made of the fee they paid for him. Um, and that in itself, I suppose, was a sign of, of how much Cooper rated him. And it looked like it might have been a little bit of folly, to start with, but he's really, really grown as they've had time to shape the squad and, and kind of get used to the Premier League. And he looks like a proper, proper leader there now. That is obviously money well spent, given that they've stayed up in the Premier League. Yeah. And it's just completely justified. And I'm really excited to see what they can do next season, actually, now. Because you would presume they're going to be a lot more settled, unless they just thought, well, it, this worked. Let's sign another Let's, 20 players. Well, I just worry but, if you're getting Jesse Lingard off your, off your books. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of money to be freed up, isn't it? Oh, God. I, do, I think they've taken risks this season as well, because there have been... Um, a couple of times where Steve Cooper when you talk about the tactics that he's played in games has left Brennan Johnson on the bench their top scorer mm. at, well, at the time I, I don't know if I think Awanyu's taken over him now but um, they were leaving him he was leaving him do on the joke. bench and, play, <laughs> and playing do the joke do the joke <laughs> do, the, do the joke explain it and then do it so oh, that it's worse for goodness sake well, I was going down a really good tactical route then I was going to explain something you've got okay. to do your joke if you're going to mention the play you've got to do the joke yeah. alright so... I was trying to make an intelligent point on the football ramble where's <laughs> <laughs> he been for the last few years <laughs> alright last week on score mm-hmm. uh, when a one you scored two goals I said, there we go. Second goal for Nottingham Forest scored by Taiwo Awanyi, or you could call him a two yi. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted the quiet to last a little bit longer, but I couldn't couldn't help it. For the second time, no one laughed. (laughs) 
I laughed. I it did was the, very good. I did that live on live on air because that's did, the type uh, of embarrassing twat I am. Is that why they're getting rid of it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I think actually, I actually genuinely think Chris. Chris, Chris Sutton, do you look back at that? No, Chris Sutton. I think said that on air at the time. He went, "That's why they're sacking this show." No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. Me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, back to the point I was making is that Steve Cooper uh, has uh, made tactical adjustments in games to win them and it's worked, mm. you know, leaving Brennan Johnson on the bench and playing an extra defender in games um, and and it's really paid off and I'm, I'm pretty sure he did the same um, on on Saturday for the game against Arsenal and look, they've managed to secure safety for another year. Uh, great to see them there. Um, how much about that win, Jim, was down to Forrest getting it right? Or Arsenal just being completely done with the season now? Um, yeah, Arsenal were really, really poor. It was very um, late-stage Wenger horseshoe heat map bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, really annoying. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, they have just sort of checked out mentally. And that's a really irritating thing. That's just about something that you can't abide. I, I heard a rumour, unsubstantiated, because it was just a thing going around in a WhatsApp group, so... Christ knows where cool. this comes from. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who's going to fine us? Um, <laughs> I did hear that there was a bit of a ding-dong in the hotel before the game that Arteta was a little bit upset that the team didn't quite seem up for it. Like I said, right. I don't know where that's come from. The maybe dog the, maybe the dog is leaking things. Oh. Um, dogs, but, yeah. dogs do that. Yeah, this, yeah, this dog story Sign well. a dog. You've signed a dog and yeah. called it Win. I think, well, it's an existing dog. Oh, right. it's, 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 existing it's a dog. staff member's it's, dog that is oh, called Oh, that Wynn. comes in. Yeah, right. it comes in anyway. But I think tra- that's, that's if training member. is now just playing with a dog, yeah. <laughs> it might explain this <laughs> performance don't, don't some businesses get dogs in for like, uh, like to lift the mood in company like right, some puppy companies yoga, yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah, they get, yeah, yeah they get dogs in to, like they have like puppy day in the office and yeah. they bring in loads of puppies to like lift the spirits is that what right. Arsenal have I, tried to do I think it's do? that sort of thing yeah um, but is it not an old perhaps dog, people are a little bit um, <laughs> distracted well, do, you, well, do you remember I think it was when Chelsea won the Champions League um, all of the Muslim players had to um, hide in the toilet because they were just spraying champagne all over the dressing room all of the players with terribly bad dog allergies <laughs> Just hiding yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this Martinelli, like, his, his, his end product's terrible. It's like, yeah, his eyes are watering. <laughs> I can't <laughs> see them all. I yeah. mean, fair, look, Arteta's tried absolutely everything. And I, I personally think that Arsenal deserve huge credit for pushing Man City as far as, far yeah. as they did. It's just so disappointing when they led for as long mm. as they did those 248 days, which is the most any team have led in the Premier League for and not ended up winning the title. In fact, not in Premier League history, in English top flight history. But I feel like Arteta did try everything as well. Yeah. And, and look, he's built, he's rebuilt this club, Jim. He's got them to to um, Champions League football again. Yeah, See the club in huge. Champions League next season will be amazing. And push Man City as far as they did. And he did try almost everything. He was even bringing in an olive tree that was 150 years old, apparently, yeah. to demonstrate the roots of the club. That didn't work. Though. Again, that was already not there. Sure. That's already at the training ground. He's right. not oh, like, it, dragged right? it out of the ground <laughs> he just, somewhere. He just <laughs> noticed it. Yeah. So he just sort of went, oh, oh. I'll use that for oh, my train. I'll have, okay, I'll have a yeah. weird think about that. Yeah, on the Champions League, Dortmund have um, put themselves in pole position to win the Bundesliga. No, this is amazing. Without Haaland, mm-hmm. which, again, it's like mm. such a great story. So that would mean... If Dortmund win the Bundesliga, yep. Bayern would go into pot two of the Champions League. Arsenal right. are currently in pot three, 
meaning a group involving Barcelona and Bayern Munich would absolutely be possible for Arsenal. Oh, I like and this. And you know that's going to happen. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. I can see it coming from a mile away. Oh, hey, no. Barcelona ruined that horrible group last year and they finished third and went into the mm. Europa League. So yeah, <laughs> they lost to us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we'll the, th- the, the noticeable thing about Arsenal on the weekend was it feels like it felt like they were like, intellectually spent. Yeah. You know, just lack of creativity. And you wonder how, like, the, one of the things about, obviously, Arsenal having a younger squad is that a lot of those young players are quite quite good at assessing themselves. Second youngest in the league, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Possibly the youngest. I'm not sure. It's certainly, I think Southampton it may be Southampton are the youngest. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and, you know, even with those young players, there's a lot of drive for self-improvement. And that's, I suppose, what they've got to look at in the summer. Those... Mm. I'm I'm thinking about Martinelli, Saka, Ramsdale, just like looking at themselves and being like, right, where did this go wrong? Because yeah. I don't think you can look at. I, I know there's a lot of like online point scoring about bottling and stuff like that. It was Saliba. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there, is, a bit, there is a big part. It's of Saliba that, yeah. and Tommy Asu at the same time was, was yeah. annoying. But it was, you know, it's the three draws in the lead up to that Man City game, and it's the way that it felt like it was as soon as as soon as. Like the adverts on TV were bigging up that game. That's when it seemed to get to Arsenal because, you know, you can you can you can lose a late goal at Anfield. That that's fine. That happens. Um, but then you know you look at West Ham and Southampton and you're like you can't yeah. do that to the West Ham at the time. We're in a bad spot and you tune it up. And then Southampton's the worst team in the league by a long way. Mm. And it's just yeah, there'll be there's a lot to rue there. And if all three of those um, games had been wins, we'd still be a point behind City. <laughs> They're just, they're, just, yeah. they're, wow. just, they're just a winning machine, aren't they? So, yeah, they've done an incredible job to get to this position, Arsenal. They've not been good since getting to that position. But that tells Arteta there's, there's, there's still a lot to learn, a lot to improve mm. and a lot to do. And I think, actually, there was a huge jump in quality in the squad from the transfer window last season. This time around, it has to be even bigger because mm. they weren't expected to be in a title race this season. They will be expected to be in a title race next season. Yeah. They weren't good in the domestic cups, went out early in both of them. So you've got to do better on that front and you've got the Champions League to contend with. So mm. it, it's the time to um, to spend big and spend well. They need to be bringing starters in. Jim, did you uh, see Saliba in Cameroon over the weekend? It was actually Saturday morning. So this could have derailed the whole thing, to be quite frank. He uh, was giving a, um, a, a customised shirt to um, a fan in Cameroon and it was on social media and it was an unreleased bit of drip from Arsenal. So wow. he's leaking, leaking kits drip. and that's what that club's all about or it certainly was about 12 months ago. Is it that terrible away kit? Is that one real? No, I think it was the home. I think it was the home. <laughs> oh, Maybe that yeah. suggests that he's going to he's gonna stay at Arsenal though because of, there are some reports linking him with a move away. There are, but the thing that gives me hope about that is that... Um, He's just being linked with some clubs. Some clubs. Which some makes clubs, me think it's yeah. come from his agent. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I've been money. busy. Oh, haven't I been busy? I just don't, <laughs> just don't look in the briefcase. <laughs> what about the reports that Gundogan may be leaving City to go to Arsenal? Yeah, they said in the commentary yesterday um, that City have offered Gundogan two years. So maybe he'll take that. He'd, he'd be a brilliant signing for Arsenal, but mm. we'll see. On a free, imagine that. And Jacka to leave? Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks very, very much like that one's done and dusted. Um, mm. It's a real shame. I'm, it's, it's been such a good turnaround for him. It's, it's been his best season. He will leave um, as a fan favourite, which is a nice end to, to his mad time at Arsenal. Mm. Um, but I think it might be family related. Leverkusen, one of, they're going to offer him a four year deal. He'll go in there and he'll, he'll you know, build a, be the main man. So, you know. Just Good think, luck to him. Just thinking about that Gundogan thing, it's quite funny, isn't it? Arteta just continuously trying to sign City players. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just sign not, the whole I mean, like... squad. You could sign their B team 
they'd, they'd probably challenge for the title, wouldn't they? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they won it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. More to come. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, now, Jules, um, look at this. You've got a fresh board. Sake. I think this is a slightly better board. I'm going to go for Dangerous Minds. <laughs> Dangerous Minds. <laughs> about, as many, about, about as many points as I got for my tie. I won you joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. Welcome back to the Football Rebel. It's Jules, Fish, Pete and Jim here with you today, going over uh, some of the big stories from the weekend, particularly in the Premier League. Let's talk about West Ham 3 Leeds won. Leeds are still in the bottom three after that result. Uh, they lost at the London Stadium. Big Sam failing to get the much-needed win he wanted, but he did find a fiver on the touchline, so all is all right. What a, what a perfect illustration of, of Big Sam's time at Leeds. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, they are failing on the pitch. You know, they, They've not picked up the points. He's blaming the substitutes for it, but he has found some literal cash. £250,005. <laughs> there was also some weird fancy dress happening in this game as well. I don't know if anyone saw, but for, uh, before the game, there was um, pictured a group of fans that had Sam Allardyce face masks. Did you see ah, that? Right. They were all had. They all had. There was like about I don't know, fifteen people, all with big Sam faces. Yeah, Le- okay, Leeds yeah. fans. Yeah, okay. Leeds fans. Right, right. Um, a, lot and then- a lot of West Ham fans with black eyes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then also a group of Leeds fans dressed as nuns for some reason. I'm assuming a stag do. Probably what it yeah. was. Um, and uh, on US TV, the commentator said, "What chance do Leeds have of survival next to none?" <laughs> a lot of puns going cold. around this weekend. That's, that's a real out for you, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bad habit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> I'm not the only one that makes bad jokes. Um, yeah, what went wrong for Leeds then? Because uh, Sam Allardyce blamed the substitutes, Fish. Oh, the, kid, the, kids, the kids, the kids he brought on us. I made, yeah. yeah. Good. It's weird because the last person who talks to substitutes before they go on is the manager, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, he's the one who chooses. I don't think it's. I mean. The whole point of getting an allies was to be more, you know, like defensively sound, uh, have a better idea of what you're going to do. And they looked so disjointed against West Ham. Mm. And West Ham, you know, were, were good for 
good for it. Probably could have scored more, actually, which would have been even worse for Leeds, given that how much of this seems to rest on goal difference as well. Mm. But, yeah, it's a really peculiar situation there. They look, they were so, you know, there, there were a couple of times when uh, Somerville, when he came, Somerville was going down the right late in the second half. Luke Ayling was there and it felt like they had an overload on that side and then they just like forgot about the ball and it rolled yeah. out for a throw-in. There were various moments in the middle where no one really knew where anyone else was going and even seeing, you know, Bamford being hurt, not ideal. Rodrigo playing on with that injured foot. It yeah. just it all looked like... really up against it now. Yeah, right? it looked like things were falling apart in front of your eyes and, you know, for, for all the talk of Allardyce coming in and, and making, making a difference, I, I appreciate it was a small window. I thought, it, you know, I thought at the very least his persona would help them through it. But the fact that he's turning on them already is not particularly, well, it's not great, is it? I guess he just hasn't had time for his methods to, to take hold, which is not unreasonable, no. as much as yeah. we like to be unreasonable to Sam Allardyce. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, you know, very, very little time. To, Stinking to fixtures as well. Yeah, definitely. And I know the blaming the substitutes thing is just absolutely classic of him. Um, and I, it really, really looked like it was going to, it was only going to go one way when they went 1-0 up, wasn't it? But, you know, West Ham have really got the wind in their sails at the moment. You can tell that they are just loving their football at the moment. Um, Lucas Pakatar looks yeah. looks the real deal mm. now as well. It took him a little while to settle. I think it, I think there was a little bit of frustration um, about his, his initial form from certainly a, a few West Ham fans I know. I don't know how representative that is. But um, he looks like he's just having a brilliant time. Mm. Declan Rice was really, really good. Jared Bowen looks like the the player that you know was getting called up for England and I guess this European final being safe like their season yeah like a month ago it was all so different <laughs> yeah everything's rosy again now it, yeah and I, I do think part of the performance against Leeds um yesterday was also down to a bit of relief really they knew they only needed a point mathematically to officially confirm that they were safe but off the back of Thursday night in Alkmaar and and getting that win and reaching a f- and getting to have a big fight yeah and having mm. a massive scrap. Um, Were I you just, caught up in that at all? Not me personally. Thankfully, no. I was I was down the other end of the pitch in in the corner. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite raucous actually. It was a bit scary. Were you t- were you tempted? Were you like right here we go? <laughs> <laughs> Microphone yeah. in hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was. Um, it wasn't particularly pretty. It was um, it was quite ugly scenes, really, especially because that was the area where all of the West Ham family and friends and mm, club mm. delegates were sat. So I think there were quite a lot of worried people around, understandably, from the players. A lot of them wanted to get involved and make sure their their family and friends were all right. Yeah, everyone um, everyone was getting pints, uh, given pints, and getting photographs with that um, big big block. Yeah. Nosey, nosey on the yes. top of the stairs. Irons. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the 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 yeah, the, I think that a part of that performance on on Sunday was down to a lot of relief and kind of I guess just just the fact that they've reached a first European final in as long as it's taken 47 years since they were last in one mm. um and David Moyes was saying on Thursday you know when we're not letting the players celebrate tonight really they had to go straight back home back mm. to London and I think they I think David Moyes called in his staff at 7am on Friday morning Apparently, that's what I heard. I don't know how true that is. I wouldn't even look um, as tight as me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> all the players apparently in the dressing room were. were um, Declan Rice said this in his interview with us. Said, "Oh, we're all we're all begging for one more night in Amsterdam." And David, Mo- <laughs> and David Moyes was like, "No, no, you're all going home." Ignore um, Andy Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> all of you turn your 
Turn your phones off. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously they had the big game on, on Sunday and, and David Moyes rightfully said, we're going to create a party atmosphere on Sunday at the London mm. Stadium. I think that's exactly what they did. So I mm. think the players, mm. probably for one of the first times in a, in a long time this season, were able to relax. They were able to enjoy it. They could actually... There, there's been a lot of games this season where because it, it had gone so badly for them in the league, they were probably playing with nerves. They were, mm. as you were saying earlier, Jim, about playing and worrying about making mistakes and things mm. going wrong. And I think after they got that win against Manchester United a couple of weeks ago, that was probably the turning point for West Ham. And I, and I know that's quite late in the season to have that turning point. But since then, it's all been going quite well. Yeah, I, th- I think, Jules, if they do manage to win it, presumably you should get a statue <laughs> outside the London Stadium because, because you've been covering Because you think about... I'm, I am kind of in slightly serious because like you are... <laughs> part of a lot of West Ham fans <laughs> experience you know the you ones the who can't make it to the game at yeah. least you and the Coles yeah less of each other. I think sort of uh, yeah I mean you were rightly criticised for the Channel 4 England performances so I think you should be lauded <laughs> I think you should be lauded yeah. for the West Ham performances on BT. It is all down to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Arsenal have so, got an olive tree. West Ham, Jules Breach. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we think Leeds are going to stay up? Um, I've been saying for They've ages got Spurs. that they will stay up and that Everton uh, won't go down. So one of those can't be. <laughs> <laughs> one of those has to be wrong. So yeah. it's it's very difficult to say. But based on the performance yesterday. Um, it's hard to see Leeds getting anything against Spurs but then they are at home and, and, and Spurs also look pretty listless at the moment so it's hard to say I think what will probably happen is that both will win and therefore Everton will stay up mm. um, do you remember that fan who had a go at Yerry Mina told him to try oh, harder yeah. Yeah. he's he's going to be taking credit for that Mina goal right now, <laughs> all weekend he'll have been claiming that as his own what an equaliser is, is there a more equalizer. is there a more dice equaliser than a right. long ball that was set up by three well, <laughs> sorry two centre-backs towards the third centre-back who put it in yeah in injury defenders. time yeah, in Perfect. the ninth minute ninth, of injury time 99th minute three defenders involved in the goal mm. There was like a, so Pickford went up for that um, that original set piece and then he ran back and I know this is this is not the point to be making um, here, and especially what happened since. It annoys me so much when goalkeepers when the original corner comes in and the goalkeepers run back. It's like, you might as well stay there. Yes. <laughs> if yeah, you yeah. if you're recycling the ball, you might as well stay there. Who yeah. knows what would happen? Imagine if you thought like right. Here comes, of all people, Jordan Pickford into a situation he's unfamiliar with. Oh, he's staying around. You'd be imagine if he rocked up to your house and he was like, "God, he's still Jordan Pickford's still in my living room." You'd be terrified, wouldn't yeah. you? Just diving around. Yeah, oh, put cushions all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, but um, but that yeah, ridiculous way to to get a point there, and it's so important given what happened with. Uh, with Leeds the next day, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So as it stands, Everton are just above the relegation zone, two points clear of Leeds and Leicester, uh, three points clear of them who are second bottom and they play Newcastle tonight. So um, it is probably going to go right down to the last day to see who goes down. Uh, It's not going to go down to the last day to find out whether Brighton are playing in Europe next season, though. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe it. Well done. (laughs) Can't believe it. Well done. Thanks. You've been I to get, Europe. Is that all I get from you, Vish? Just well done? Yeah, that's, that's all you're going to get. I, um, <laughs> but it's funny because you've actually been on more European trips over the last few years than Brighton have. <laughs> Are you going to be able to dovetail the two? Or at the very least, remember when Lineker, when Leicester got into the got into Europe and Gary Lineker stepped back yeah. uh, from his like midweek stuff to go and watch them? Presumably you'd want to go and watch them as a fan, wouldn't you? Because this me, is ridiculous. You're telling me to quit my job? I'm not saying that. I'm saying try and, find, try and find a way where you can pretend to work so they can pay you to go out there and you can actually enjoy it. Be one of those YouTubers. 
Yes. Be a YouTuber. Be a YouTuber. Get, 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 two years, get cancelled. Brilliant. Vision <laughs> Pete from the Football Ramble said Jules should present. <laughs> <laughs> Is this carrying the weight you hope for, Jules? We can start a Ramble campaign, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah. So, get uh, Jules on the Champions League. A, yeah. a listener called Mark actually tweeted sort of similar. Might might work in the same vein. He he tweeted um, petition for a new show with Jules smashing up pubs on the continent <laughs> next season. <laughs> Maybe that's the sort of content we need. Yeah, because you've, you've got to, you've got to go abroad. you've got to go for that first away game wherever it is. Oh, what, yeah. what an incredible moment! Oh my god, I know it's going to be exciting. And I think it's it's very 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 likely that Brighton will be in Europa League. It's still not mathematically impossible that that mm. won't happen but because of Brighton's better goal difference than Aston Villa quite considerable goal difference than Aston Villa even if Villa beat Brighton on the last day unless Man City score like 16 past us on Wednesday night uh, then Europa League football is what it will be not conference um, which is important obviously because yeah, everyone yeah, wants yeah. to play as high as they mm. possibly can but um, on a serious note just for the club to have got to this point in the time period that they have, I mean, if we go way back in the journey, it was 26 years ago that Brighton nearly fell out of the Football League altogether with that match against Hereford. And then 12 years ago, the club were playing in League One. We ground shared for, I think it was about 11 seasons or something crazy like that. And then moving into the Amex Stadium in 2011 and getting the club to the Premier League after all of the heartbreak and, and the failure in the playoffs to spend six years in the Premier League and get European football. Mm. The club have been on the most incredible journey and it's just so pleasing to, as a fan to sit here and just go, oh my God, we've actually done it. Because this was, you know, achieving Europe is what all clubs that get promoted and get into the Premier League aim for eventually, but you never really believe that it's ever going to happen. The aim really for clubs that come up from the championship like Brighton have done is to just stay in the league. And it's hard enough doing that. It is hard enough to remain a Premier League club. And for the first two, three seasons that we did that, that was always just the aim. It was, you know, if we can finish 17th, mm. we're happy. So the fact that since then, just very steadily, the club have... Just such an idiot. I knew I was going to get something from Vish. <laughs> I just felt that keep going. Yeah. Shall I? Yeah, I'm almost on. done now. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it should have needed some musical accompaniment. <laughs> I, I think I think it's well I think it's well said, Jules. And Thank and you. you you go from that to, you know, next season, you, Air Steward, uh, in a headlock, um, on a <laughs> on an easy jet to Astana. <laughs> and smashing up a little TV screen because you couldn't get the right Avengers movie on it. Like, it's, all, it's all glorious. Also, I mean this that has really showed Hereford, isn't it? <laughs> Stop having to go Hereford. Yeah. Crying out loud. Deary me. Anyway, I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, and uh, the way Brighton did that, by the way, in case you missed the game, three-one win over Southampton, already relegated. But it would be so Brighton that they, they end up going and losing that game. So Casado and McAllister probably gone. Probably is, that, gone. is that where your head's yeah. at? Well, Roberto De Zerbi said after was it the Arsenal win? Uh, I think it was after the Arsenal win that McAllister and Caicedo were were very likely to to move on. But very he, candid. I know. I was a bit annoyed about that. Uh, but the, um, but <laughs> that's the, not a negotiating strategy. <laughs> like, why are you saying this live on TV? Um, but the Matoma and Estupinian needed to stay at the club because they weren't ready for big clubs yet. So, um, oh, wow. very honest interviews from Roberto De Zerbi. Um, Look, if we lose, it's very likely. I think the McAllister deal with Liverpool, from all the reports I'm reading, isn't near enough done. Right. Um, Caicedo, I mean, God knows where he would go. Maybe well, it would a, be Arsenal. There's a clause, isn't there? No one knows what the clause is, mm. but apparently there's a, there's a, I don't think it's actually a release clause, but there's some mysterious 
Claus doing the rounds in the room is about Caicedo. So I think there's not probably going to be a. <laughs> not, Stop I this. Have made you not these learned? Jokes. I'm really sorry. Just get rid of me. This all just reminds us that you didn't realise that reindeer were real animals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought they were fake. I thought they were a myth. Like a Christmas myth. Um, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, so I think Caicedo will probably be a bit of a bidding war there, won't there? But you've yeah. signed, you've signed Jao Pedro already, right? It's Milner confirmed. Yeah. It's like three players you've Milner's signed already. Is it, Milner's and proper then... Brighton, isn't it? That's a proper Brighton <laughs> yeah. signing. Yeah. I don't mind it. Someone was, oh, yeah. laugh, someone was laughing about it um, Club over to keep the him? weekend. Yeah, and and look, it worked with Adam Lallana. And yeah. he barely plays any minutes. It's just, <laughs> it's just the amazing. It's just the. <laughs> No, it worked. Yeah, he's he's been incredible in the dressing room. Someone apparently. has to buy Evan Ferguson beer. Incred- no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what a player, by the oh way. Oh my god, he looks like he's gonna be be a monster for years. And you know what? He is the sort of strike. He's not going to leave this summer because he's no. obviously so young and he's only just uh, broken into the first team. Well, I hope he doesn't leave this year. He's exactly the sort of striker that will do so well Poor for finisher. us in Europe. Um, and we need those options because yeah. I think that's that's probably Brighton's biggest worry moving forward into next season is how the squad copes with playing that many games because De Zerbi has yeah. quite openly said already the squad, they, they can't they can't play this many games in a week. And we have had a horrendous fixture congestion at the end because of so many postponements. That's the concern. But as you mm. say, if they continue to, to add to the squad in the summer, who knows where it might take us. Um, right, let's move on to Liverpool because it could be, well, it looks now likely that Liverpool are the team that are going to also finish in Europa League place Vish after United beat Bournemouth at the weekend and Liverpool failed to win at Anfield. It could have uh, gone right to the wire had Liverpool won, I think. But now it looks like United have got this game midweek against Chelsea and then they've got Fulham on the final day at home. So two home games should wrap it up. Um, But for Liverpool, only a draw against Aston Villa. Mm. Villa are good though. Villa are very good away from home. Um, I think because Liverpool were at home though, I was expecting a win. Yeah, same. Yeah, they've been was on that run seven wins in a row, weren't they? Bit of a stumble, wasn't it? Jurgen Klopp said after the game, he was sort of questioning, he said, like I said to the players, like, who was really good today? Yeah. I really like that. It's yeah. a really nice way of challenging the players without criticising them too heavily and getting them to sort of look at themselves. Mm. I just thought it was a really, really interesting bit of man management from them. But it, yeah, it is a surprising result. Uh, I guess it's just one of those ones that happens at the end of a long season, right? And they, I think it's always a bit of an outside chance, this, because um, you know Man United and Newcastle look really, really strong and likely to sort of keep their runs going. Mm. And I think off the back of last season as well, they can look at this second half of the season as you know we were talking about the end of like dynasty is probably a strong word but we were talking about the end of maybe a like a, a bigger cycle of players at the start of the season given how bad Liverpool were off the back of what they nearly achieved in the previous season and now it feels like actually there's you know that was a bit over the top and there's so much to work with still yeah yeah and uh, obviously it was a lovely send-off at Anfield for Bobby Firmino particularly. Um, yeah. Obviously, Milner also leaving. So is Cater and Oxlade-Chamberlain. But the standing ovation that Bobby Firmino got, and obviously it kind of caps it off quite nicely as last game at Anfield and he scores the equaliser. Um, what, just... funny, what a funny looking goal. Yeah. yeah. That drop was, kicked it. it. <laughs> like a like Shane McMahon. Like power. Yeah, it was an odd one. Did you, did you also see how he, um, how he sort of celebrated leaving Liverpool the next day? They, they gave him the team bus to have a tour around Liverpool with all his family. Do you think the... The players knew they could do that. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else knew like, that. What we can just have the bus like, you, whenever we want. Well, did you see the? Uh, the, the, the I think they were having some kind of uh, meal uh, somewhere in yeah. in Anfield or something. Yeah, it was it was really strange. It was like one of those sort of 
tours of Hollywood homes. Yeah, it was like for, for me, though, join Bobby for a family celebration of his life in Liverpool. He's not dead. <laughs> He's just moving on, for crying out loud. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, the menu looked absolutely fucking gross. Yeah. Oh, do you think what, really? I'd eat that? Leek potato and spinach soup or caprese salad to start. Yum. Main, beef sirloin. Spinach ravioli, bore off. And is this all on, on a bus? You, <laughs> hey, you, you're, you've told us stories about how you make like beef tartare, which is yeah. really, like in a really unhygienic way. I don't make it. Somebody <laughs> made it for me. And you, you I'd spam fritters, yes. It was delicious. Were you covered in piss as you ate those? <laughs> oh, What's, sorry, what, what, someone made you... beef? They made me beef tartare. <laughs> And they were feeding a dog at the same time. Oh my god! Gut roast, even for me, and I'm a scumbag. <laughs> oh. oh dear. God. Well, heading into the final day, obviously there will be a few things still to be decided. Potentially, um, m- mainly at the bottom of the table, you'd imagine, mm. as we as we talked about already. So it's all rather exciting as we yeah. get to the final day of the season. Um. Right, just one thing to end on here, guys, um, because this is a big story from the weekend from La Liga. Um, Vinicius Jr. subject to racial abuse once again, um, this time during their football match against Valencia when Real Madrid uh, and Valencia played yesterday. Um, The game was paused in the 70th minute when Vinicius tried to draw the referee's attention to racist chanting from the crowd. Um, It ended up getting quite heated in the stadium amongst the players because I think the players were trying to stop Vinicius from uh, retaliating with the crowd. But you could tell that he was quite he was quite upset by what was happening there. Mm. And eventually the referee actually ends up sending Vinicius Jr. off, was actually given him a red card. And the fallout after that is that Vinicius has spoken out on social media about it um, and said that it is completely unacceptable he said that La Liga as a league is is racist and, and that in Spain racism is a major problem. Um, I just think once again, it's it's really sad to hear these reports, but it is absolutely right to highlight it. And mm. I just think that before we go, we should we should mention that because it's a huge story from the weekend. And I just think it's um I think it's incredibly sad that in Vinicius Jr. and 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 look, I would say the same whether this was a player of any standard or quality receiving racial abuse, but it almost seems even more heightened that in Vinicius Jr., they have one of the most talented, best players in the world. He should be a poster boy for La Liga, and yet he's getting treated like this. He's even been blamed for it himself. Mm. He, people have said the, uh, that this keeps happening because he keeps making a fuss about it. It's, it's, it's just scandalous. Did you see the, um, uh, I think one of the journalists for, um, one of the journalists in the country was sort of said, are you going to apologise for what you said about <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, it's, it's astonishing. But I, 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 I do like the way that he didn't, he didn't couch it in some fans, yeah. doesn't represent anyone. He said, this whole fucking league is rotten. And it is. He's been brilliant on it. Mm. He shouldn't have to be. But he's been, he's been pretty because he's had a fucking rough old ride as well. Jeez. Yeah, and unlike a lot of people will conflate conflate Spain's previous issues with racism and football as as being like a select group of of football fans, and they'll say, you know that is the conversation that's always been had about mm. like education and things like that. But Jules, as you said when you when you started this topic, he is one of the best players in the league, playing for one of the most um, high profile teams in the world in in history. Mm. Um, this isn't naive racism. Yeah. This is targeted weaponized, weaponized racism. Yeah. yeah, and it needs to be called out as such. And and more so than that, the fact that Javier Tebas has come out and 
you know, A, looked after his league first and B, almost kind of slandered the person second in Vinicius by saying that, you know, we've had these hearings and you haven't turned up for one. What else would he need to say? Like, generally, what, what is the Why other stage? Why do you need a bit of hearing? What is the other stage of this? Do we need to hit, like, okay, how much does it hurt you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. it's absolute bollocks. And it's just typical passing in the buck. And, and to be honest, I'm glad we're talking about it, but nothing's going to change. Nothing changes from in here. Nothing changes from out there because there is no real willing to address any of this stuff. Yeah. So it just comes from, like... You know, honestly, like hoping ill on Javier Tabas that he isn't in that role for as as long as he's kept it so far. And this idea that maybe down the line that there will be change. But, you know, this comes from fans that he, from teams he plays where he plays well and he gets abused. And that's just not going to end because he's going to still continue being excellent. So, yeah, um, like more power to him. And I love the fact that there are loads of other players standing up for him because this is a great example that because of all the power that players have channel it and honestly just you know fuck the rest of them really yeah the the the, the post that he put on instagram just to to quote some of it um he said it wasn't the first time nor the second nor the third racism is normal in la liga the competition think it's normal the federation thinks it's normal and the impo- the opponents encourage it um it's happened before when he was subject to racist abuse and when they um when it was when it was challenged and um I think the league actually said, well, in a football environment, they almost kind of put it down to acceptable banter, mm. which is just yeah. horrendous. Similar to what happened with Romelu Lukaku in Italy yeah. as well, where I, th- I th- might even have been into fans said it was uh, the most incredibly insulting, insensitive and stupid thing where they claimed uh, it was just banter to put off opposition mm. and uh, calling out... Calling it out as racism uh, undermined real racism, but that's how <laughs> that's how bad this problem is. People yeah. not seeing the wood for the trees, yeah. and that's if you're taking a very very generous assessment of that situation. It's awful. Yeah, it's a real issue. Um, it's a big news story as well from this weekend in football and uh, on the continent is on Thursday, where I'm sure the guys will um, talk a lot more about this as well. So make sure you check that out. Um, also tomorrow, we're back with a Ramble Reacts after the Newcastle-Leicester game tonight. Um, Newcastle can confirm their Champions League football, Pete. They've been confirming yeah. for quite a while, I, I think. It's been taking yeah. a while, hasn't it? Uh, mm. But they're going to be well up for it tonight against Leicester, who, who will be as well, because they're looking to stay alive in the Premier League. Um, Pete, you're going to be back for that with Jim and Marcus. Um, they're going to be looking back at that game at both ends of the table. And there might well be a little appearance from Andy Brassel from St. James's Park. Ooh. Shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. They all do, don't they? No matter the weather. Yeah. Um, right, that's all from us. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. See you next time. Rest in peace, Hereford United, who died nine years ago in 2014. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.